we're uh, we're still discussing the uh, the the trumpet blows that they did on the service. And again, there it's more. Um, there is a blowing like to wake up and to like let people know, but there's also a blowing that's an intrinsic part of the service. Uh, something's accomplished when you blow. When you, um, it's important to us because we get into the Tia chauffeur. And we also have to think about what is it, what is it supposed to do? What happens when the blowing? And uh, um, when you think about it, there are very few things that we do today that were exactly what they did in the Beis Hamikdash, and that's Tia Shofar is one of them. And we're discussing that right now. Uh, the most immediate question was when something was also Rosh Chodesh, um, or there were two Musafim. Did they blow double? Is there just an overall Musaf blowing? Or is there every single Musaf gets its own blow? That was really the question. And there are differences as to how the, the davening structure, when you have that double or even a triple Musaf. So uh, we mentioned, um, we... Um, mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we had multiple Shmonestres, yeah, that would be a big deal. That's true. Um, so one of the things we said is interesting also it has to do, uh, we said that they, there's different songs that they sing with the Korbanos that were brought. The Levites, the Leviim, introduced each, um, each offering with the appropriate song. So, uh, so at first we thought that you, uh, one song trumps the other, and we said, really, no, they don't, uh, they don't skip the other song. It's just a question of which one comes first. So we said that they did the Rosh Chodesh one first so that everybody knew to get ready to, you know, the today's Rosh Chodesh. That was the first clap. So let's start again, four lines from the bottom on Nundalat Amidbeis 54b. Vahaya ke Ravdinen. Is that the official clap? Is that the official way to let people know in the Beis Hamikdash that it's Rosh Chodesh today, which is by singing the Rosh Chodesh song first thing? We have that there was an official, uh, different way to let everybody know that today was Rosh Chodesh. And what was that way? And that had to do with the putting of the fats on the altar. In other words, you would shek, the, the kohanim, the various behemoths were shechted, and then the parts of the animals that were going to be burnt were brought up to the Mizbeach. And it says the following, The regular daily offering, that goes about halfway up the ramp on the east side. Vishal Musafim and the regular Musaf Nitim That was on the west side. And what did you do with the Rosh Chodesh offering? That was put in a different place. Tachas Kruva Mizbeach Lamata. It was somewhere near the uh, the walkway that goes around the uh, the sovev. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the, you put the Rosh Chodesh offering in a unique spot on the ramp. So everybody in the morning, when they went to look and say, "Hey, where, what's you know what's going on with the service?" Everybody could see, "Oh, there's Rosh Chodesh fat." Exactly. So, why they do that? As we turn to the top of today's page, Shiyoda Shahukfu Rosh Chodesh Bismano. 
That was the way, that was the clap. All you had to do was look up at the Mizbeach and see if the Rosh Chodesh offering was sitting there on the, um, on, the, the, on the circular part of the ramp over there on the Soviv, then you knew that today was Rosh Chodesh. So how can you say that the official Rosh Chodesh clap, uh, clap was the song? The official way of telling everybody it was Rosh Chodesh was where they put the parts of the animal getting ready to be burnt. So the Gemara answers, Trey Heke Ravdinin. You got to do more than one reminder. Uh, there's more than one clap. The Chazi Hai, Chazi, some people will see one, the Chazi Bahai, Chazi, and some people will see the other. Different people notice different things. Um, it's, uh, we try to use that rule also. In other words, when you notify people, you try to have multiple ways uh, of, because sometimes certain ones people just don't notice, and so the more ways you have, the better. That's uh, just a very basic, uh, good concept to know. Okay, Mesvei, where is the question? Tani I would have thought Just like you blow special takias. We learned that your takias are for each type of, of day, each type of flavor. Um, it, 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 sometimes we get used to there's like Shabbos and there's Yantuf and the, uh, there's the idea that every kind of holiday has a different flavor. Just like you got chocolate and you got strawberry, you have you know you have to you have to kind of feel different kinds of kedusha. I mean, when you take your nap, it feels like they're all the same, right? But it's uh, there's the idea that each one really has speaks to a different part of our neshama. Each one has its own each one has its own blowing. So just like uh, you blow on Shabbos by itself and on Rosh Chodesh by itself, kach you token al kol musa musaf. I would have thought that um, you should blow for each Musaf, like we said before, that each Musaf gets its own blow, each uh, Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Hashanah, everyone. Tamalava, that's what I would have thought. But it says, Uboroshe Kotshechem, uh, which means, we're going to see in a, in a second how we darshan that, but it means that you only blow once, not for each Musaf, that it's only one Shemona one. Shufta Derevacha Shufta. So that that's, that's knocks out what we've been saying. We've been spending half a page saying that you blow for each one, and now we're saying, no, it's only one. Ma'itu amudu. So how do, how do we get that from that Pasuk? How, what's the limud? So I'm Rabbi Omakra Uberoshi Kotshechem. It says, on your Rosh Chodeshes. Hukshu kol chadashim kulam zelizah. Every month is equal. Can't have one Musaf longer than another. Or one, uh, it's, it's all the same. It's comparing all the Rosh Chodeshes together, and uh, they all have the same amount of blowings. It can't be that on certain ones. Rashi Here we're talking about in the number of blows. That you'll always blow the same amount for all Rosh Chodeshes, even the Rosh Chodeshes that are also Rosh Hashanah or. Um, in other words, that, so this drasha c- conflicts with the previous opinion of Rebacha. Rebacha had said that uh, you blow multiples, each one. Uh, he, now we're saying, no, that, you, that this service was always kept the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. We heard yesterday the and we explained that the Gemara didn't have to mention that because, you know, that's not, it's not the case every year. 
Well, that was just a question why the Mishnah left out the case. If that right. was true, right, okay. But, but it seems here in this case, too, you could say that, okay, well, yeah, Rosh Hodesh and Shabbos don't coincide most of the time. This is not a Mishnah, this is a Pusik. Yeah. Right. There it was a Mishnah, and there was a limited amount of information that you can uh, decide to write down and have everybody memorize. And the question was, if we were listing every possible variety of blasts that you would have, or if we were just picking the, the largest day to be a general teacher. And so we said that, that even though there may be more days that you blow even more, those days are less common, and so we didn't bother listing the less common days. Yeah. But over here is a different thing. Here it's the Torah telling us that uh, it wanted uniformity in the blows, that they were all the same. And this is a truth on that other opinion, that you would sometimes blow extra for each type of offering. Ravashi says uh, darshans are a little different. Uh, which uh, which uh, month has two heads? Uh, has two musafs? That's Rosh Hashanah. It says Chadshechem, which is one. Which is basically you don't do a double header. You don't do um, uh, you don't do double blows. You only do one blow. So that's again that's a second kind of proof against what Rav Akabar Yaakov, who said that uh, you blow for each one. Va'od Tanya, and also we learned that well, we're really piling it on over here. Uh, so um, this is the uh, different, they had different songs that they, the Levium sang each day of Cholomoyd, Havu L'Shem B'nei It's a whole study in of itself that we don't have time to, that's not really the, why each song was picked for each day, and why is there a special song for each, each holiday? In other words, if you're on Cholomoid, so the Levium would sing a song, they pick a the song to introduce the Cholomoid offerings that was appropriate for that day. And uh, it's, uh, the truth is, uh, we need, we, at some time a person should try to spend more time. The, the, the songs of the days are not obvious. Uh, the Tehillim is, uh, it's, um, superficially, it's, it's a little, it, it needs a little study to figure out, like, even the Shabbos song, like you say, Mizmer oh, Shir Le'er Shabbos, okay, I'm singing the Shabbos. What does it have to do with Shabbos? We don't have a special one for though, do we? Uh, so the Gemara is bringing one, yeah. Oh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't necessarily follow. Do it, oh, that, that is it. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, so my home, there's some people in different Makhzorim have different customs. The Russia Omar Lokim, B'Shlishi, my home, me Yakum Li, Maria, what do we say? Baru Barim Bam, B'Shlishi, on the fifth day, B'Hasterius, me say, B'Shikma, B'Shishi, my home, Mutsu Kamosteorat. What happens if one of the days Cholomot is also Shabbos? Yemuta Yitka, uh, then the one that doesn't get said gets pushed off as Yemuta. Um, Safra, now the way to remember uh, uh, these uh, things that are said on Cholomot is you remember the initials, which is Humva. Repapa Manupusimna, he has Humhava, he changes around two of them. Vesimnecha Amuva de Safra, that's a good way to remember it. But uh, the bottom line is, you don't do multiples on uh, a day which would be Shabbos and Cholomoy. You don't sing two songs. You don't do two Musafim. Wait, that, that's an acronym to know which song to sing on which yeah, mm, day? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick look at one of the Rashis to show you how it works a little better. But uh, the bottom line is, Chufta Duravacha Barachin and Chufta. So uh, we piled it on, uh, and we, we didn't go with that idea. So... Uh, the, uh, so let's do a, a quick thing of the Rashi uh, on Amhuva de, de Sifri. 
Uh, no, that one doesn't help. Let's see. Where is it? Um, well, if you look at these uh, psukim, the first one, one second, um, the first one is Aleph, so that's the word Elim is Aleph. The second letter is Mem, that's Mi Yakumli. In other words, you, you're taking a letter from the introduction of the of the, the first letter of the psalm. Yeah. 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 So um, in, in that order, so so that's the first echo and mode, the second day, blah blah blah. Right, there. that's right. That's how it goes. <laughs> I always found acronym. Uh, it's just the, the harder right. they just remember. <laughs> right, right. It's supposed to make it easier, yeah, but uh, right, uh, that's only if uh, <laughs> uh, if, it, if it speaks to you. It's, the the truth, gonna, right? The truth is, memory is that way. Um, some, if you ask somebody, how did you remember that? So you're supposed to like think of something in your mind that reminds you of it, and then once you, and, and the more absurd it is, the better, and you store it away. And so different people have different ways of uh, of remembering things. And but it, it, different people, you pick different signs to. Oh, I always remember this because of that. Oh, well, that would never occur to me that that's what that is. You know? Right. That's a certain. Yeah, so that, that, that could be a study of itself. But the important thing is we try to remember things. And so uh, there, there's, the, I think they call that a mnemonic. Like yeah. a, okay, at any rate, so now there's only one problem. All right, we prove that we don't agree with Rav Acha. Fine. But more has a question. Rav Acha Barchidina Kura. He brought a, a Pasuk and he brought a, a Brisa. What are we going to do with them? That was, he brought a proof that you do something special when you got these double, triple headers, the two Torahs and the three Torahs. And uh, if you remember, he was the one who came from the south. So, uh, but by the, so what are we going to do with his Pusik and his Brisa that seem to indicate that there's extra Kias or, uh, and we just proved that there weren't extra Kias. So what are we going to do with that? Yeah. I believe so. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Omar Avinu, Lomar, he says, it's not telling you that we blow extra. He says, Lomar Shemarikan Bitkiyas, blow a little longer. That's like a, to say, you don't blow doubled Kiyas, you just blow, hey, why is he taking, oh, because it's Shabbos Rishkodesh. Okay, that's why you do it. And then you're still keeping the same number. Yeah, you keep the same number. But it's not the same notes anymore. So, how, how do you. Well, Tkiyas is the same Tkiyas, just a little longer Tkiyas. The tkiyas are what you lengthen. That's a good point, Chuck. If you lengthen the shvarim, they would uh, it could turn into a tkiyah. But you're lengthening the tkiyah. A long tkiyah, you can blow tkiyas. That's the uh, you, you, the truth is when the, the, the baltakeya blows, he has to be careful not to blow the truest too long and not to blow the shvarim too long, because if you blow a truer too long, you're turning it into a shaver. If you blow a shaver, you're turning it into tkiyah. But the tkiyas, you can blow as long as you want. That's why you have a tkiyah gadola. It's still a tkiyah. Okay. So Rabban the Kisaria. Now the rabbis in Caesarea, they had another answer. Uh, they said, uh, You get extra blowers up there. Which is also interesting. Like instead of having, they, when they blew, they didn't have just one Baltakeya. They had a whole bunch. And if it was Rosh Chodesh, they had even more. So they said, how come there's so many people up there? The answer is, it's Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. So they had another way of doing it. Okay. Vanand Isla Treyo. A new question, three lines from the bottom. So we in Chutzorot, that we have two days, how do you, how do, you do the Sveika de Yom? How do you do a Musaf when you're not sure which day? So Omar Abaye, uh, he says, Sheni Yidcha. Um, 
So the problem is, um, uh, which one gets left out? Uh, because if uh, if you're doing um, if you're doing the first day is yantuf, then you have less days cholamoid. So which day cholamoid gets gets bumped? So he says the second one gets bumped. Rabba says shvi. So the last one gets bumped. Who's right? Tiny said Rabba. We can prove that Rabba's right. Im If Shabbos falls out on one of those days, the song that gets bumped is yimutu yif. You don't really have the last day. It gets bumped. Gets yeah. uh, meaning like uh, well, I, I, bumped was my word, but it means you don't say it. Right. In other words, if there, if you say for each day cholamoid and you have one less day of cholamoid, so which song doesn't right. end up being sung? Oh, it's it's the last one. Um, he, he made rules that they skip. Uh, um, that they uh, so uh, what he does uh, actually not they skip. His is very similar to what we do when we read. The Torah, we do two musafs uh, for for two days. So, in other words, we read it as if in case today is this day, then this musaf. In case it's that day, so um, and uh, there is a tosis here also, and that 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 leads to our current custom of the. In other words, how do we treat the days of cholamoy? Do we um, when it's a double day? It's not so simple how we do it to figure it out. Well, I thought I thought there was just enough verses, so we have enough verses because not that many verses. Yeah, so that's all in this discussion. Yeah, so that, that's what Tosa says. Tosa goes into it. Let's see the Mishnah as we turn the page. Yantov, Rishon Shochag, Hayusham Yidgimoparim. So now, uh, so we're, we've discontinued talking about the blows, about the trumpets and the blasts and the blows, and the, that was the previous subject. Now we're getting back into the offerings themselves. And uh, the next question is, how do you divide them up amongst the various groups of the Kohanim? You've got a lot of offerings, and you have different families of Kohanim. Now, you've got your regular shift, and then you have the Kohanim that are up for the holidays. So how does that all work? So the Mishnah explains. On the first day of the holiday, you've got 13 cows, two rams, and one goat. Uh, uh, so that would be done by the uh, the the um, so that's a total of sixteen, and um, that was the right. Those are sixteen offerings, and so each um, all those are pretty big animals. So each family of Kohanim would get what the first sixteen. Uh, groups of Kohanim, each one would get one. So there's, uh, there's eight left, because there's 24. Again, every, there are 24 families of Kohanim, and they're all up for Yantuf. So the first 16 offerings go to the first 16 families. Each one gets a cow to divide. That's, that's fair. Where, now, where do you get the other three cows? Yud, Gimel, uh, 13, and then two rams, and then one goat. So, right. So you have left uh, fourteen um, lambs, and you have uh, lambs are smaller. You, you, you can never get enough lamb chops. If you ever seen how those lamb chops go, they they're like tired. They disappear. Like they don't even make their way to the table. They're gone. So. Uh, oh, you did. Are, are we back? You're, or? you're frozen. We don't see you. You're not moving. We don't hear you. 
Wow. Okay, let me do something. That's not a good feeling to be frozen, is it? <laughs> Let's see here. I wonder if it's the weather. I remember the early days of COVID, that was like super frustrating. AM band worked better with clouds because it had bounced back down. Hello, hopefully I, I switched. Oh, hopefully you can hear me. I switched, um, I switched, uh, Wi-Fi networks. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, okay. I hear you and see you. Oh, good. Okay. Baruch Hashem. According to the effort is the reward. Certainly the people that learn in distance. What happened to those 14 lambs? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're getting there, right? So let's just remind ourselves again. We're in the Mishnah on top, and we've got 24 groups of Kohanim that are all here for Yantuf, and each one gets one big animal. That, that's it's reasonable to give them a, a big animal for uh, the whole family. So uh, the first 14, they all get, uh, they're taken care of. Now there's 24, so you got eight left, and now you got the little lambs, and we were saying that there's, lambs can be pretty small. It's not enough for like a whole family. You get, you get a, a tenth of a lamb chop. So what are you going to do? So Yud Dalek Vashim, you've got 14 lambs uh, uh, for eight mishmors. So Biyom Rishon, so on the first day, uh, out of the eight, so you can't give a whole family of Kohanim one lamb. That's just not going to fly. It's just, you know, you, you know no one's even going to get a taste. So you've got to give them a minimum of two lambs. So on the first day, uh, Shisha, so six families will bring two each. Shnaim, shnaim. Uh, and then, so we said there's 14. So six will get to bring two. Vashar uh, echad echad. And then the rest will be brought one by one. Besheni on the on the second day, Chamisha, that you get five more families, Makrivin Shnaim Shnaim, Vashar Echad Echad. On the third day, Dalad Makrivin, four families will do two and two, Vashar and the other are bought one by one. For a V on the fourth day, you only get three the numbers go down each day on the lambs. Makrivin Shnaim Shnaim. Vashar Echad. They're doing a round robin on who, which family gets two though. Yes, yeah. Like they don't start from the, the top. Do they have a pecking order? Yeah, yeah, they had a family order. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, the question was, how did that, did it go by age? Or, you know, what was the original pecking order? That I don't know. The, but it's listed in the Mishnah. Uh, two bring two. Uh, and the rest one. There's only one brings. Now, when you get to the seventh day, uh, that's, uh, then everybody's, everybody's had a turn, so everybody's equal. Bishmini chazula pious kibergolim. Then, then you you auction it off again. Amra mishikri parim hayom lo yikriv lama. If you got a cow today, you're not going to get one tomorrow. No steak tomorrow. Ella chazul chalil. It's it's how did you call it? round robin or round? It's, yeah, uh, round robin. Uh, it it keeps on going. Okay. Rotation. Rotation. Yeah, rotation is a better word. Okay. Thank you. I think round robin is for golf or something or yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see the uh, let's see the Gemara. Okay. Does the Mishnah follow one opinion and not another about how you divvied out the offerings? So what uh, the offerings that were brought on Shmini Yetzeris, Rebbe said uh, the Mishnah sounded like that. That's what our Mishnah said, that on the eighth day, it's like you, it's a fresh lottery. In other words, 
during one particular time frame, you went in order. Uh, you didn't have a lottery each time. Every, co- every family got, you worked it out so that every family got a, a, a reasonable amount and you went through the families. Whereas uh, if there's only one, so there's no way to divide that out of 24, you just throw a lottery. So we said on Shmini Yatzeris, that's not a continuation of the Sukkot's Korbanos. That's, that, that's Rebbe's view that it gets its own lottery. The Chachamim, they say, no, they said, no, you got to pay back the family of Kohanim that didn't get so much lamb, uh, that didn't get three turns uh, on the cows, then they, they get to do it. So our Mishnah seemed to pick favorites in that argument. It picked Rebbe's view and not the Rabbanan's view. And uh, how would the Rabbanan learn our Mishnah? So, Afilu Tamer Rabbanan, Atu Mishmas, Loafaisu, boy, even if there's two Mishmas, they still need to do a lottery. At the end of the day, somebody's not going not gonna, to, it's not going to be fair. <laughs> so at the end of the day, even if, even if you um, keep the, uh, the uh, what do you call it again? You keep the rotation going, you still need to have a lottery because there's going to be one odd man out. So you're still going to need to do the lottery. So the fact that the Mishnah said there's a lottery doesn't mean it was picking favorites in the Machlokas Rebbe and the Rabbani. Come on, that's the next. Who does it go like that? Which we learned, called Mishmah Everybody got at least two, umashlishas, and then they get a three, chutzes, mishnei, mishmar, shishonas. There's two mishmars that only get two, vein mashlisha, they don't get three. So is that Rebbe, not the Rabbanin? Which again, the same question, how would the Rabbanin? What does it mean they didn't get three? Uh, they don't get in the, in the cows, they don't get three cows, but in the lambs they would get. When you get a cow steak today, you don't get tomorrow. Alechos Khalile goes around. Um, there, there was one rotation in the cows, and then, like we said, with the lambs, it wouldn't necessarily work out. Hani Shivin Where It's a huge amount of offerings. Where did the 70 come from? Where, why do we do 70 cows on uh, 70 cows? That's a big, it's, it's a whole herd. So why do we bring 70? So And the truth is, it's a little bit of a surprise. It's the 70 nations of the world. So now the question is, why do we care about the Goyim all of a sudden? Uh, uh, why would we bring dedicate our avoda for them? So the truth is, um, we're now a Holocaust nation. We're survivors. The Jewish people has been decimated by the Nazis and the communists and, we're, and by the reform movement. And we're really just uh, trying to pick, bring everything back, you know, just to survive. And people have to realize that, uh, that we're really very fortunate that we've been able to uh, just uh, start over again. Uh, but uh, if we really had, um, uh, if we were not just surviving holocausts and, and trying to survive the reform and trying to just feed our families and pay tuition, we would be trying to convert the world. Uh, we would be trying to teach, we'd be having meetings, how we can, you know, the Goyim seem to be very lost, especially the government and other people. We would be trying to figure out how we could bring our message to the whole world. But uh, when you're, like I said, when you're, you're coming after a Holocaust and we're barely uh, our own, we always have to fix, worry about your family first. Uh, you always have to, Put your, and you've got to worry about you put your mask on yourself first and then you put it on other people. And so it's, it's a focus. It's very, but you can't forget that we do eventually want to get to the Goyim. We do care about the rest of the world. 
we do care, we do it, and, and, and that's, that's, that's naturally who we are, uh, to care about the rest of the world. But we've got to put the mask on ourselves first. But it's easy enough to forget it, because as long as we've been alive, we've been trying to put the mask on ourselves. We've been trying to at least make sure that Jews will continue to be Jews, that we have enough food and our children and enough schooling and enough, uh, uh, you know, but it's, uh, so there is a, in the Korbanos, when we were living safely and securely, we were trying to teach the whole world about the ways of Hashem. So we brought Korbanos for the 70 nations. Par Yechidi Lama, and why on the eighth day you bring one? Keneged Uma Yechida, the unique people, the Jewish people. It's similar to a king of flesh and blood. He tells his servants, I want a goodbye party on the last day. Um, uh, I'm sorry. He says, uh, make a big suda for the last days. But he tells his, his best friends, his best servants, uh, finish off one special with you. So we have the big party, the 70, that's for the nations of the world. And the last one, Shemini uh, Atzeres, that's just for us. You know, the nations of the world actually destroyed the Beis Amigdosh. They, they were the destroyers, and they lost the most. They have no idea what they lost. When the Beis Amigdosh stood, they got atonement from them. Now the Goyim, they don't have anything. So they, uh, they have no idea what they lost. Um, let's see. Uh, so that's, that's the, the concept. Let's see, Rashi. Shivim uh, Parim, 70 cows. It's on the Mishnah. Shivim Parim, Priachag Shivim. The cows of the festival are 70. Chutz Mishal Shmini, except for the eighth day. Keneged Shivim Umus, for the uh, 70 nations, the Chaper Lehem, to atone for them. They also should have, uh, uh, should have enough rain. There shouldn't be any starvation in the world. Uh, the whole world is judged on Sukkot, not just the Jewish people. Par Yechidi, when is the one cow? That's Shmini. Um, I should benefit from you. So Rashi explains, Hashem is saying, you know, I just had a big party with 70 cows. I, that's no fun. God says, I, the 70 cows, they didn't really mean much to me. It's yours. You, my Jewish people, you're the ones uh, special that uh, I benefit from you on Shemini Yatzeris. Okay. That's, uh, okay, back to the mission, a new mission. Uh, uh, four times a year. I'm sorry, three times a year. Three times a year, call Mishmar Shabbos. There are three times a year, uh, everybody, all the Kohanim, the families were all equal. Uh, so first of all, that was on the festivals, because the three big festivals, so because Pesach and Shavuos. So that, the whole Klau Yisrael was up, so that couldn't go to individual Kohanim families, that went to all the Kohanim together. Everybody was equal. Uh, they could all wait in line for that. So the first one is the Emuri Regalim. Usually Emuri means the fats that go on the altar. Over here, that's not what that means. We're going to see this um, Rashi says, it's the hides. They all got equal hides. Because of a shuk, and also the thigh and the shoulder of the Shalmei Chagiga, Habas Machmas Regal. Um, the Gemara is going to explain why it says Imurim, which usually means the innards. But here it doesn't mean that. It means the, basically what the special 
festival offerings went to all the Kohanim equally. Fine. And together, Rashi says, with the height. Next. Also, the breads that were divided out on those days, they went also to everybody. About Ceres, uh, and on Atzeres, there was also loaves. Shvuas had the two big loaves, the Shteolech, and that also went to all the Kohanim. Now, um, how, what did they say when they gave out the breads? Uh, so, Amalo, hey lech matzah, hey lech chametz. Here, have some matzah, have some chametz. I'm not sure why the Mishnah says that, but we'll have to see. Uh, in other words, it's, it's saying that they, uh, uh, they, they would announce when they were giving out the various uh, uh, breads or chametz. Mr. Shmanakvua. Now, what about your regularly scheduled group of Kohanim? What would they do? In other words, you had your festival offerings, and then you had your daily tamid. You had Shachris and you had Musaf. So the Musaf, that's festival. So whatever was for the festival, that all the Kohanim were equal to. But, but your regular daily offerings were brought by the, the, the regular rotation. So that's the Mishmar Shazmana Kavua. So who makrev? They would do the tamid. They would also do Nedarm Vinadavos if there were donations. Vishar Kabana Sibor Umakrev Esakol. And they, they uh, will see exactly what those words mean. So again, we're getting into the actual. Uh, rotation of the Kohanim, how they would bring the offerings. Let's see the Gemara. Uh, what are you saying in the Mishnah? That the, the innards go to the Kohanim. Usually the word emure means the fats that are found inside the cavities of the cow. And these usually were burnt on the altar. So what do you mean? They belong to God. It doesn't mean the emurim. It means the amurim. What was said about the holidays the special offerings. So it doesn't, in this case, it doesn't mean the amore, it means the amore. <laughs> How do you know that they all share? Everybody comes. Uh, the, the festivals... Can you explain that again? I, I, I didn't understand that about the amorim. Okay. So sometimes the word imuri means the innards that are offered on the mizbeach. And those only go to Hashem. Those the Kohanim don't get anything from. But here in the Mishnah, when it uses the word emuri, it doesn't actually, it's not the same meaning. It doesn't mean the innards that go on the altar. It's from the word Maisha Amor, that which is said. That which is said that was brought on the festivals by all the pilgrims, were the pilgrims, by all the Olirigolim. So that, uh, that's, that went to the Kohanim. So it's a totally different context from the word emure. Instead of innards, it means amur, uh, the word saying, that which was promised on the festivals, that, those offerings that were, Torah says should be brought, so those were divided amongst the Kohanim. Um, in general, everybody on the festivals um, uh, went up, and uh, basically the, uh, the word moed means a meeting. Uh, and uh, we meet Hashem. There's the idea, Liros, three times a year we come to have a direct, uh, basically everybody was doing the Avoda on, the, uh, on Pesach. Everybody was like a Kohen. Everybody was bringing a Korban. Everybody was eating Korban Pesach. Everybody was involved in service. So if everybody's involved in service, the, the Kohanim themselves, every family had to be involved in the service. And that's what it says, Uba B'kol Yisnavishoros. So if that's true, maybe every day of the year, everybody could do the service. It says one gate. Um, that's the Pusik, uh 
the the rest of the year um it's uh it was only one family would do it but on on the holidays everybody would join in and then we said they also divided up the bread how do you know that the bread gets divided up everybody uh, amongst all the families maybe it just goes to the one that did the morning service and we'll find out tomorrow